Welcome to Hashtag Wolves, an 11th episode of the season. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Doing great. Uh, excited to recap some Timberwolves basketball. Noah, how are you doing? Uh, we're fresh off a trip from Chicago. We planned on scouting the Bulls, but didn't make it to downtown. Yeah, nothing exactly materialized. If there was a Chicago land team, we would have definitely been on that. The um, Chicago metro area Bulls. Yeah, exactly. You could, with the amount of little suburbs that people use to claim that they're from Chicago, you could probably have a whole another league. <laughs> um, but that's that's the topic for another pod. On this episode, we're going to be switching things up just a little bit. We're going to lead with the leading story. That's all-star. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude, this, this was definitely a democratic decision on the podcast. Noah, you, you agree wholeheartedly with this choice, right? Uh, on air, yes. Okay, well, as VP of programming, we're going to kick it off with some all-star voting, then jump into the recap of four games, which was a road game against the Pelicans, a road game against the Celtics, and then two home games, Friday against the Magic and Sunday against the Lakers. And then after the games, we're going to break down some trends from the week, uh, talk about some some injuries that impacted us over the course of these games. But to kick things off, the... Fan all-star voting results were released on Thursday via tweet from the NBA. And just as a quick recap, Noah, uh, the fans choose 50%. So that's kind of us. They make up 50% of the voting. The media makes up 25%. So that's also us. kind of us. Yeah, exactly. And players and coaches choose 25%. That makes up the whole 100%. Now, we play pickup basketball every once in a while, and I've coached yes. youth before, so we have a pretty serious hand. So 100% of the vote yeah, goes ex- to hashtag Wolf. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to contribute, by the way, I think like NBA.com slash vote, or we definitely tweeted out the link from our account to vote for your favorite Timberwolves or guys around the league. So that's how things shake out as far as the split, and some of the big takeaways were that Derrick Rose was the second leading vote getter among guards um the voting is split into front court and guards and it was really a surprise but really kind of an awesome recognition led me to the question do you think he'll stick around is he deserving of an all-star nod statistically because of his resurgence and like the 50 point game kind of off the top of your head what do you what do you think yeah like when i saw him there i was like that's neat that's cool um i'm happy our fans were able to vote and obviously i'm sure timberwolves fans had a lot to do with it but i wouldn't be surprised if people nationally were also voting for rose but that aside you said statistically i mean if i just list the names curry Harden, westbrook clay lillard cj DeRozan, i don't see how he sort of gets an all-star jersey on his back right Mm -hmm. statistically but everyone loves a good narrative so who knows? I mean, I think the media would probably be a little more sympathetic. But then again, actually, like players and coaches, too, like they've been his biggest fans throughout the year. So it's it's hard to see where the ball stops on this. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be some media who are sort of reactionary to the fan voting. I don't know if they've already put in their picks or they just haven't been released. But you know what I mean? Like if I see that Rose is second on the guard voting and I just feel that it's like egregious, I think as someone, a part of the media, you'd probably over try to overcompensate for that. Yeah, that's so a good I think point. there could be an effect of that. I think it'd be awesome if he got it. I don't think anyone would necessarily be pissed. There'd probably be some hardos who'd say like the all-star game should be like the 10 best players on the court, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever going to happen because so much of the league is around 
revenue from fans or like TV contracts or you know you don't have an NBA without the fans and you don't have an NBA without the players, right? So there's sort of this equal relationship. So I think they need to have this give and take. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Jalen um, mentioned uh, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was yeah. a backup on the Pistons and making the All Star game. Yes, you, you, got you'd like to avoid avoid these things, but also name me a better process, right? Where you include the fans and the fans, you know, there's been open voting on like boat names and stuff and you get Bodie McBoatface. Like mm-hmm. the, the, these are the consequences of letting people in, but I think you have to do it. Right. I think you're right. It's a combination of him actually playing really, really well that thrusts him back into the limelight and then yes. people doing some voting just to get him into the game a la Yao Ming or Allen Iverson, like you mentioned, those years where Yao like wasn't even playing, but he just got tons and tons of votes from I think overseas. It's a nice, like not of respect and also there's also a controlled experiment as to numbers, right? Because we weren't talking about Rose or he wasn't in this contention last year, right? Right. And he's on our team. Right. So it's like, I think the numbers have at least done some of the work, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if I had to bet, he would probably backslide a little bit as There's always a regression to mean. Like, that's always the safe bet, right? Right. He, I think, like, you would end up in a, like, deserving snub spot, you know, just missing the cut because you listed those West guards and kind of a power ranking of what sort of weight trying to carry uh, yeah a list yeah and d rose doesn't crack that but in the initial voting he was second here is stats on the year he's shooting or he's scoring 18.9 points per game on almost 50 percent shooting from the field and 46 percent from three so he's playing really really well yeah when you look just the shooting overall it's probably not great but what he's been one of the top shooters from three this year right Mm -hmm. so i think that's where there's been one like area where you can look to him and the easy bullet point his 50 point game like he's created a lot of good things that you can really really grab onto pretty quick mm-hmm. versus like his warp's really good his box plus minus is really good like i'm the biggest fan of advanced analytics i think you're the only person that's voting on it, it, warp, that's right? exactly my point is that you know as much as i like those things they're not sports center doesn't air them for a reason right they're boring and they can put people to sleep so, yeah, well, <laughs> so, and I'm not I'm not uh, confirming or denying that, but <laughs> I would think like D Rose is deserving. The other Timberwolf that would be worth some consideration is Carl Anthony Towns. He was an All Star last year. He wasn't listed among kind of the noteworthy vote getters. He's scoring 22 points a game, getting 12 rebounds, and shooting 50 percent, 38 percent from three. I kind of tend to think if we did have an all-star, we would only get one based on where we are in the West. You know, we're not a good enough team to have two all-star performers. Is that how that, is that, how that works? Is that how it typically, goes? Like, yeah, typically. Like, you look at the teams that are at the top and kind of say, you know, they must have guys that are performing really well. You know, the, the Suns have Devin Booker representing them among the guard vote getters but i would think if we did have someone go it would be Derek, just based on you know cat playing pretty well but he didn't exactly step up since you know making the all-star team last year and Derek's probably hurting him in a way yeah exactly there's not a competition between these two guys in the locker room but they're cannibalizing each other standpoint right yeah that being said it's this is why it's very very interesting the the (laughs) west guards that we listed like curry and harden westbrook are really stacked the west front court isn't so much there's durant lebron james anthony davis 
Paul George and Luka Doncic was listed second. A lot of fans love him, but Draymond Green's kind of down. Rudy Gobert's not having like a stellar year. So Towns could to watch, but yeah. yeah, Towns could break through if he puts a stretch together, or you know the media and coaches vote him in. But you know between these two, this I think would be our best shot to get an All Star in the game. Yeah, I think Towns will almost get snubbed just because of like not having like some sort of silver lining in between whether it's the fans because the rose is overshadowing him the media when he's on a team that's 13th in the west and got overshadowed by jimmy butler drama like towns just has had no opportunity like not really a fault of his own i don't think i mean he's always been kind of a normal interview guy and things like that but there's just been narrative after narrative that overshadows him in Mm -hmm. every way so i wouldn't be surprised if he's sort of another snub but we'll have to go from there i'm not the biggest national watcher of the nba so i can't i don't you know have the level of ability we're trying to focus on the wolves you know yeah like we're busy out here yeah Um, deep dive so you know i I can't i don't with confidence i can't give a ranking of where towns is at with those guys but then again i can say that he's much more deserving to be in that list than i think rose is with the upper level west guards i agree with that so it's definitely something to keep an eye on maybe if the wolves climb up a couple spots in the west you know, we'll see. Does Doncic stay up there? Does Does Boogie keep getting votes, even though he hasn't played a minute yet? Um, this is like my favorite time of year. Is all of the All Star like anticipation? NBA Twitter and Reddit is kind of undefeated. Yes, <laughs> they exactly. always just find a way. Yeah, and someone's gonna get snubbed, which is which is some of the beauty of of the All Star system. So, with that, should we jump right into the Pelicans game from Monday? you are kind of taking the L as the Wolves did against the Pelicans. (laughs) Yeah, as a whole, this week was sort of meat and potatoes. We sort of did what we were expected to do at each and every turn. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a ton of things that really stood out. But we did play the Pelicans with no Anthony Davis, so it would have been nice to grab this one. But then again, this is the Wolves playing away. So that's already like a shot against us there. And it's not like the Pelicans have no one else besides Anthony Davis, right? But Towns put up a great game, as he always does against New Orleans, 28 points, 17 boards. But besides Taj doing his little 17 points on six shots, I like, had to calculate that if that was even possible. Yeah, got my to, brain is he, in an absolute He got to pretzel. the line. I don't think he shot a three either. Gotcha. I think he got to the line on every shot. Everyone else sort of just dropped the ball on offense. You can look at Wiggins and say that he got 20, but... As we've been seeing, he got it on 21 shots. It's sort of funny to compare Taj and 17 points and six shots, Wiggins 20 and 21. Is so, one of those more efficient than the other? Explain it. Explain it yeah, to the people. <laughs> I think it means that Taj played a pretty Taj-like game and was efficient. But Wiggins played a Wiggins-like game and was inefficient. So yeah, Wiggins like probably you said, had uh, twenty already on twenty shots, and he's like, "This isn't my style," and threw up a heave. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Um, like you said, people performing to their expectation. Yeah, so it's a pretty simple W for the Pelicans. They're, they just really outshot us. Um, 60% efficient field goal percentage to 51. And then otherwise, there wasn't a stat that really hurt a team either way. So it was just Towns and Taj, but we had no one else really performing on an efficient level. So it's it's fine if Wiggins scores 20 on 21. And like that's that's not the worst thing, but you need to surround that with other guys um, besides him. But we just didn't have it. And you mentioned the no Anthony Davis thing as I was watching and kind of going back and forth between watching and listening to the game. It seemed like they made the decision to go small and that really 
frustrated the Wolves, and that might be why, you know, Towns is able to get so many points in Davis's absence, but then, like, the Wolves should be able to take a curveball like that, or Tibbs should be able to make adjustments. Like, they're missing their best player. That's not an advantage, you know? Yeah. So, I think that was something that frustrated the Wolves and, and built into the loss, uh, being on the road as well. Yeah, and I understand the narrative, but just keep in mind, like, we were predicted to lose this game and things haven't been going that great and we we did so and if we keep it in the scope of the week we honestly eked out a solid week mm-hmm. pending the lakers game just so you know we're doing another live podcast yeah yeah well we're gonna time this beautifully so that by the by that final buzzer um pen or barring overtime uh we'll have things ready for you but for a game that is actually finished we have the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics game on Wednesday. Sort of a similar situation where no Kyrie Irving for the Celtics, so other guys have to step up. The Celtics obviously have more depth than the Pelicans, but Gordon Hayward stepped up in a big way Wait, for them. who? Oh, sorry, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like calling attendance there. Uh, went off as he did in the last game against the Timberwolves. He had 35 points, and I think we just have a really bad time matching up with him. And with all the other weapons that they have, it's hard to cover our bases. Yeah, are, we, are we the fountain of youth for other teams? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they, I was looking into it the last time we played the Celtics. They won five games after they beat us. So like we're just the kind of like shot in the arm for East teams. Rides to NBA scheduling so you can time when you play the Wolves. Like yeah. Before the Warriors. Yeah, like, oh man, we really got to get a win streak going. When's the next time we play the Timberwolves? So... Sort of similar to the Pelicans game without Kyrie. Uh, I was hoping we could capitalize there. We had a couple good performances from the Wolves. Wiggins had 31. It was his second 30-point game in like the last two seasons, which is really startling because his one skill is that not only like, oh, is he a good athlete, but he he can score really well. Yeah, right? when Rudy Gobert doesn't score 31, you go look at his stats and see how many blocks, how many people he locked down, and mm-hmm. <laughs> other things, right? Wiggins like, how many points did he score, and how did he do it? <laughs> yeah, he can only really do that and then call out Timberwolves fans. That's been his strong suit of late. So he had 31, Towns had 28 and 12. He's getting pretty automatic at those double-doubles, you know, with 10-plus rebounds. And Ty, a solid game from him. He had 14 and 9 but it couldn't stop the Celtics with six players in double figures being led by Hayward. Uh, Rozier played well in Kyrie's absence, and Al Horford, who has just like the ultimate old man game, uh, had 16. So yeah, and his ability to stretch the floor of late is pretty crazy. So I think we kind of they put the Wolves in a knot, right? Mm-hmm. And the the Celtics aren't as much of a juggernaut as I thought they would be at the start of the season, but we do not match up well with them. I don't. They're a pretty tough matchup for everybody, I'd say. And I always think there's something to regression to the mean in the NBA. Like, I think there should be more weight given to preseason predictions. And I think once we see 20 games, we sort of, you know, restart the whole system. But I think if you go back and look at those preseason rankings and then try to match them up with who sort of reverts back to what they're predicted to do, I'm sure there's something there. So when these types of games happen and it's like it's still the celtics you know what i mean and we're still on the road too and and as far as this game is concerned and we saw things like this happen with the rockets and the thunder right where they sort of are starting to find their stride Mm -hmm, so sure i'm not 
overly surprised. And again, it, it sucks to say when you drop two in a row, but it's not shocking that we went 0-2 in these two games. And as long or so the last game. But. Right. And as long as Gordon Hayward keeps getting to play the Timberwolves, then he'll get back to form real quick. So yeah. more excited to play the Wolves than see the birth of his third daughter. Yeah, exactly. Daddy's always happy. If you haven't looked up the video of uh, Gordon Hayward's um, gender reveal for his third daughter, it's... Uh, it's uplifting. Breathtaking. Yeah, especially if you have kids. So thankfully, that was the end of our road trip, and we got to get home for some home cooking against the Magic on Friday. Just a through and through win. So to quick make everyone fall asleep, there's this thing called four factors on basketball reference. It's just field goal percentage, turnovers, offensive rebounds, and how much you get to the line. We won them all four. Pretty rare thing to see, so... It was a great Friday for me, personally. Yeah, everybody (laughs) that knows basketball knows the four factors, right? Of (laughs) course. Basically, there just wasn't a way that the Magic were going to sort of beat us in this game. They Mm -hmm. actually did get up on us in the first, but then we won the remaining three quarters pretty handedly. Yeah, Orlando couldn't get to the line. We shot well, and then we got 25% of the chances for offensive rebounds, which is pretty crazy. And that was led by Cat's uh, 11-0 boards. So... Sort of nice to go 0-2 and then have sort of a dominating win that sort of probably set the precedent for the Lakers game where we're up by about 20 right now. So I think they did start to flip a switch, and it's nice to see us do this when we have some injuries going on, right? And so the Wolves had six in double figures. Wiggs, Tyus, and Akogi were the only ones below 50%, and Akogi shot two for nine. I think it's become something of note even though jim pete and dave benz know that okogi is sort of a fan favorite and they probably have a bias towards him too it's definitely become sort of a bullet point on their note sheet that okogi brings the energy we've seen a lot of great things the potential is all still there if not increased but his field goal percentage is even probably worse than wiggins of recent right so that's a glaring issue but is it really when you encompass the other things that he's done and a rookie right yeah, if you're a guard that can't shoot or score consistently, it's going to be really, really tough sledding for you to see time on the floor. Yes. Like there are guards that can't defend but can score or really high-level defensive guards like Tony Allen or they're they're hard to come by and think of that kind of smother people. But if you can't score, you can't really see time so okogi does a lot of things really well but when he continues to shoot two for nine it's going to be hard for him to see playing and this isn't a rare occurrence like he'll put up two for nine three for nine all the time Mm -hmm. and where there is hope is in first year players there's not like a precedent like maybe they're just taking bad shots maybe they're not a bad shooter right like where wiggins he's kind of given you enough sample size to say like he is these things we don't know what okogi is in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and how he'll grow the growth aspect and who's like who someone is through and through after seeing them in multiple seasons, you sort of lock down and they need to really prove something to you to change, right? Right. Rose, no one would ever predict this season or no one should have predicted this season. And he sort of has to put up 50 for you to start talking about him again, right? Yeah. Obviously, he's flipped the switch and there's other things that fuel his popularity. But with Wiggins, and, like with Wiggins it's kind of he has neither of those factors, right? So he's not proving anything to us. So I think there's a lot of hope still for Okogi. And even though I'm sort of a stat head, I don't really see anything that's overly concerning. But when people just beg for him to start and things like that, 
I think they're sort of missing something. Yeah, because when I watch him, I love the shots that he takes. Fun to watch. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. I'm a big fan. But yeah, it's a good point that we should temper expectations. Kind of transitioning to the Lakers game. Okogie got the start with Robert Covington out and kind of a similar storyline. The Wolves are up 104-80 and... He wasn't really hitting shots, but was getting back on defense and blocking shots. Finally notched a couple threes, but similar storyline there. On the Lakers side, they didn't have LeBron. He's had a groin injury. I did a little bit of research on this. Apparently, drinking excess amounts of red wine creates a lot of muscular fatigue. So that must Ooh. be, yeah. Sheesh. And, and thinking every rap album is really good. Yeah, exactly. So LeBron, the, the injury was just waiting to happen, but he's been out uh, since the Warriors game and the Lakers have gone one in five in that stretch looks like one in six with this Timberwolves win. Some of the other big parts of this game, it was a it was a fun first half. Wiggins scored 25 points, but then really struggled in the second half and kind of became uh, disengaged. So we've seen him sort of float like this throughout his career. What do you think he's for? I have it right here. What Nine for what right now? Nine for what? Uh, I'd say like probably nine for 22. Nine for 23. Wow. Ooh, there we go. So do I know Andrew Wiggins? three for seven. Yeah. So kind of exactly like the boys are right where we need them to be. Towns has a really solid game though. And Wiggins with kind of that first half scoring burst is what put us in a position to win. And I think the Lakers kind of folded after that. Yeah, and Taj doing the same old meat and potatoes, six for eight. So yeah, exactly. We don't even talk about that anymore. <laughs> On the Lakers' side, too, with LeBron's absence, it's great to see some former Timberwolves greats, Michael Beasley and Lance Stevenson, get up and down the floor for him and attack the basket. I think once he's back, you know, it's like all bets are off and they can... Oh, it's, like, it's two different teams. Like, so you, many... you don't say the Lakers, you say the Lakers without LeBron, you say the Lakers with LeBron, right? Right. Because if you just group that all together, it makes it makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. I imagine he's sitting watching this game like, oh my God, all of you are getting traded so hard after this game. So looks like the Wolves are picking, <laughs> looks like the Wolves are picking up that W, which would put it at a two and two week. And that's what we were expected to do with, you know, it was supposed to be like a two win week, right? So... The first two we were supposed to drop, the next two we were supposed to pick up. So I I think we're settling in almost into this, and I've said it last week too, further proves it, that we're settling into sort of what we're expected to do. And I think if you end the year 41-41, people are happy and say, I, you know, I guess we had a decent rest of the season considering where we were at, right? Right, like you've got it listed here. We, were, we had a 34% chance to win the Pelicans game, 25% with the Celtics, 69% with the Magic, and 73% with the Lakers, which sums to 1.98 wins, and we got got two. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So over the course of thousands of games, we'll have an extra two two wins in there. So don't check my math on that, by the way. Yeah, it's an expected week, but we have to, you know, weigh expectations and think if, if there's a playoff push in here somewhere, you know, we need to string together games. But if you just want want to plug along with two and two weeks you know we're, we're doing mighty fine still hanging at 25 30 percent and i think with two and two weeks that probably continues at that and then obviously once things get figured out at the end of the season you slam to zero but i think it's nice to be in this position where it's still fun to go to a wolves game it's still entertaining they can still win any of the games like and they could even dominate you know the magic like there's still some fun up and downs where if you're the Cavs right now, you're sort of in like hit the panic button 
and all these other things. So I think tickets will still be fine. Attendance will still be pretty bad, but it won't drop, right? Like, so we still got a season, but expecting the playoffs, I think, is starting to become over. Right, and I can bust out my excuse computer real quick. The Wolves have suffered through some injuries over the past couple weeks, particularly Jeff Teague. It was nice to have him back against L.A. and kind of hold down the point guard position. Rose has missed time with that, too, so that's led to a lot of minutes with Tyus at the point. And no Robert Covington. You talked about last week how he's one of our like top five most valued players. That's why he's starting, and in his absence, it just puts a lot more on... Wiggins to shoot threes and a Kogi to play solid defense. So maybe at full strength, the Wolves look a little bit different. Yeah, I was looking. 538 has 40 as us as a 40 win team as we stand like right now at the Lakers game and 47 with uh, full strength back. Well, actually, 40 wins without Cove, Teague, and Rose. And I know Teague's back, but 47 with the full team. I feel like that's about right. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, we're going we're gonna to drop some games that we previously should have won if these injuries keep up but honestly like with the excuses it's like and you were acknowledging this every nba team goes through this so mm-hmm. you just need to have a good enough team that you can roll with the punches right right and i think we're just just one step below that like what a 41 team with a lot of injuries like there's still something there but i think you'd want to be like a 42 43 win team with like a weakened lineup and then a 50 win team with your full strength. Yeah, exactly. And you can put something together, maybe move to the East. <laughs> right. Yeah. This see the 47 win ceiling with no injuries is not a lot to write home about. Yeah. And you're asking for something to happen. Yeah. We want Covington and Rose to get fully healthy because they have meant a lot to this team. Hopefully over the course of this week, we can pick up a couple wins. The squad, we are headed to the thunder playing the Mavericks at home and the Pels at home. And we just, as Noah's gesturing to me, locked up the dub against the Lakers. How's it feel? 108-86. Yeah, I think, do we have to revise everything we just said? Yeah, so the Wolves played the Lakers on <laughs> Sunday afternoon. It was an expected win, right, Noah? So you yes. feel good yep, yep. and validated. <laughs> so, like I was saying, the Wolves have three games this week. Uh, we're predicted to grab 1.4 wins. What does that mean, Noah? Yeah, how, do you, how does that happen? <laughs> so, if, you, if we grab two, I think we're feeling good. If we only win one you know we should be able to beat won't be a pikachu meme if we win one yeah (laughs) exactly we should be able to beat either both of the mavericks and the pelicans i don't have a lot of hope to beat the thunder at home even though we did it earlier this season on the back of andrew wiggins yeah so just a lot to look forward to you know we'll be tweeting out the episode during the week so make sure to hit us up follow us or tweet us at at timberwolves htb and make us a part of your New Year's resolution. Never too late to add another New Year's resolution. Yes, exactly. Get more factual news. Do more reading. Uh, listen to people that you you know love and care about. Get all of that at, at Timberwolves. 2019 HTB. might already not be your year, but you can still listen yeah, to us. Yeah, exactly. Or push it off to 2020. Will 2019 never end? So with that. How? How?